This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 191, we're going to be looking at some online games and simulations to teach physics, and I have a guest with me, Bex Buzzy. Welcome, Bex. Hi, thank you for having me. So I met Bex a couple of weeks ago um, when she, maybe it was months ago now, but when she actually asked me to be on her podcast. And she has a podcast called The Homeschool Advantage, where she interviews lots of different providers and um, lets them talk about what makes their curriculum special, whether online classes or offline or whatever it is. And so she asked me to come on and speak about Finder Finder Academy. And I will actually put just a link to that. So if you want to go listen to that in the show notes, our show notes can be found at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Well, as I sort of the get to know you bit with Bex at the beginning we were just chatting and she was trying to get to know me I discovered that she's a physics teacher and Funder Funder has needed a physics teacher but I'm very picky Funder Funder is our show sponsor very picky about who we actually use as our teachers but as she was chatting I realized how much the way she teaches aligns with how we teach so we'll get into that a little bit later but for right now Bex just tell us a little bit about yourself and your interest in homeschooling so I have been a teacher for uh, 21 years, actually, in the public school system and where I've taught uh, foreign language for over 20 years. I've taught biology and chemistry for the last 10 years, and I've taught physics as well. My degree is in chemistry, biology, physics, and I have a music degree as well. I have gotten more interested in homeschooling the last, I would say two years since COVID, probably due to the fact that everyone had to come home and go into a space of a type of homeschooling. And as I investigated further and further, I realized that doing school at home was not homeschooling. And when I learned more about what homeschooling was, I saw the opportunities and I saw all the advantages for children who maybe just aren't the traditional kids who can sit down, which is, I would say, almost 100 percent of them. They are more exploratory. They're more investigative. And I started remembering back at my high school years, my middle school years and my elementary school years and just thinking, wow, what I could have done, how I could have changed my education had I been able to dive deep into the things that truly touched my heart and would have allowed me to just grow in my strengths, right? Instead of constantly looking at my weaknesses and putting my strengths to the side. So homeschooling has become near and dear to my heart and i decided hey i got to get this word out i know people know about it but i don't think they understand what lies in this type of education this type of alternative education which i think is by far superior to the public school system and i know i'm a public school teacher and i'm (laughs) saying that but it absolutely is 
Well, thanks, Bex. Um, it is really interesting hearing that perspective, of course, for us who've been homeschooling for years. So now let's go into learning some of your wisdom and some of the tools you know about that you can share with my audience. So first of all, I know you have a couple of games you use for physics. Yeah, I use, um, they're more like simulations, interactive simulations. And I use them when it comes down to concepts that are a little bit more abstract that are hard to grasp, right? Like position and distance and displacement. A lot of times we interchangeably use those terms. So it's really hard to visualize the difference between them. So I use simulations so that students can see exactly the, dif the difference between distance and displacement. And it's a really cute, like interact like interactive simulation where they have a guy named Brian and Brian walks a certain distance home how far and in what direction would he travel and it gives them it actually shows him walking on a graph but it has the whole entire scenery of his schools over here his home is over here but it's mapped out on a graph that they can use you know uh to be able to plot plot out their 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 um their their points so I find it to be really awesome. It helps them understand the X axis, the Y axis, which I think a lot of times students can get confused on that mm -hmm. as well. How pot, you know, how where it's positive, where it's negative, and how that looks together. So I really like using those. I also use FET. I use FET for my biology. I use FET for my chemistry. I use FET for my physics. Okay, uh, just, just hold on one second. So first of all, the first one she talked about was on Flexbox, and it's a whole long story. So you're going to have to go to the show notes. <laughs> and as you, I mean, you might be able to Google distance and position interactive simulation and find it. But otherwise, go to the show notes, and it's on Flexbox, which is a free place where you can actually get um, uh, textbooks, um, online textbooks. So, and then FET, which she's talking about now, again, I'm going to have that in the show notes, but it's spelled P-H-E-T for physics education technology. And it's from um, the University of Colorado at Boulder, and um, which is actually one of our uh, teachers has her PhD from there, my oldest daughter, Rachel, who teaches our visual literacy class. So nothing to do with, with FET, but just a little aside. All right. So go on and tell me about what you like. As you say, they are fit for lots of things. And I know our chemistry teacher uses it in her classes. I use it when I teach science Olympiad. Tell us about some of your favorites that you use on fit. So fit, um, let me get there really quick. Yeah. So the ones that I, I like using on fit, um, hold on, let me get to the simulation. So sorry. No, no problem. Yeah. So the, the ones that I, I really like using is the one from Motion. It has this little person on there and it allows you to see how a person is affected when they have more weight or more things that they're holding on to, um, showing how that can slow you down, how mm -hmm. it can um, you know, the friction. So there's so many different aspects to physics that I think a lot of people don't understand because I think physics is this really, you know, far, you know, highly, you know, complex thing, but it really isn't. Every single day is physics, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
every single day we we are using some type of creation um, from physics, right? So I love the fact that just the motion, it's, it's a super simple one uh, showing just this girl sitting on a skateboard and as you add some things onto her, you, you start seeing how she'll slow down and ha as you release it, she goes really fast and what it looks like when friction comes into play. And this all has to do with like acceleration and speed because those are also things that have to do with physics. And I also use, you know, various videos to show like cars, mm -hmm. um, driving and just I, I have a lot of different um, different resources that I like to use to help students understand and try to use things that they are, you know, familiar with. Like here in California, the majority of kids are skateboarders. So mm -hmm. I use skateboarding a lot of times to mm -hmm. really connect with my students. So if I find that my students have a uh, like a, a, an interest, I try to gear it towards that so that way they can have a connection to what they're learning. Right. Um, I think as you can you can tell as you're listening here that um, the good thing about simulations are that they make an abstract con concept more concrete because students can actually see something happening and they can see the effects of it. And uh, I was just talking to Bex before we started and said that this is actually something that many of us who teach at Funder Funder use. I use it in the personal finance class. We do a whole 10 week simulation when they actually, um, we actually do two. We do one with stock market where they get to buy buy stocks and see how what how that turns out with that in economics class too. And secondly, we do one where they actually have to like adult and they, they have a salary and they have to pay bills and they have to remember to do them on time. And it lets, it's simulations let a student actually see it in real life and 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 get involved and that's the other good thing obviously you can watch simulations you know on videos and i think you know many of us use those but when they actually get to play around with simulations they see those effects I mean, even in my u.s history class i let them go back in time and see how they would have dealt with the cold war they get to make the similar choices that george bush um, had to make and, and see how theirs turned out. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, simulations are never perfect. It's not quite like real life, but it does go a long way. And um, so just to finish up here, when we're talking about simulation. So just, if you're looking for anything that you're teaching, really, if you type in whatever topic you want to bring alive in your homeschool and add the word simulation, you may well find things that suit it, even if it's not physics or chemistry, but just to finish up, um, simulations as we said is such a such a great tool and I want Bex to just finish up by talking about her new um, physics class that I mentioned at the beginning that she's now teaching for us at Funder Fund Academy which is very unique it's the way she has been teaching it so she has plenty of experience she's not this is not something it will be new to us but it's not new to her and so she knows this works well but if you just want to explain a little bit about what it is so that if we have anybody interested they can go over and and look at that and again I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, so I have my physics class that I I created it in a sense of more project based. So at the end, they have a device that they create for soccer players. So I use sports um, because I, you know, 
we're all very used to sports and we kind of understand sports. But I think one thing that we don't realize is the amount of physics that aligns up with sports in itself. So I go through like I go through step by step all the physics that is in traditional physics, but I apply it to how it works in sports down to collisions, motion, distance, displacement, acceleration, velocity. We go through, um, gosh, we do, we do engineering. We create um, different, we, well, I let them choose the kind of device they want to create. They can choose a new um, gear for a soccer player, either a new type of shin guard, uh, shoes, a helmet, body gear. I mean, I've had students create some really amazing things. And then I add a little bit of entrepreneurship there. So that way they're able to learn how to, um, I guess, promote their product. And then they create a video on it, which is another part of technology that I like using. So I like being really multifaceted in my classes. So that way every student is able to find a place of their own strength. And you know, as as they go through this and they kind of overcome all their their insecurities in this class and everything, you find that at the end we have some really strong students who at that point feel like, wow, I can do just about anything if I can overcome if I could overcome this. So that's what I really love about you know teaching in that fashion because I'm able to really be more one on one with my students as much as they possibly let me. I can really kind of just get into, you know, helping them just overcome and accomplish, you know, something that seems so magnanimous. They realize like, wow, I can do this. This isn't as hard as I thought. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think parents, you should be able to realize how well this will prepare them for college. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, figuring out things, hitting roadblocks, um, going to actually talk to your teacher when you're stuck <laughs> there's just like so many skills and as you said you know bringing in the technology and getting them to like use videos find a funder classes a number of us do that where the kids have to actually produce videos uh and again you know some of them are a little shocked at first but it, it is something they're going to do at college i mean my youngest has just graduated and she had to make a uh, like 10 minute video in her Spanish class. Um, and, you know, it's, it's there. And, you know, if they're doing this rather in high school, where the stakes are lower, and we definitely are scaffolding and helping them and being there for them, this is a much, much easier time. Well, Bex, thank you so much for coming on and sharing those resources and telling us about the class. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, if you enjoyed this, share this with a friend, especially if there's someone you know who'd benefit from um, some of these things you've learned about today. Join us in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology community. And um, if you have a moment to give us a rating and review, we would love that too. See you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.